Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Looking great, feeling great. Can't you know, with, with these Zoom podcasts, I never know which way to point. I'm always worried that I'm going to mess it up, but I think I got it right. I don't know. Am I side by side on your screen? Because you're, you're top, I'm bottom. Well, <laughs> like like Major League Baseball standings, that's right. Uh, I'm side by side, actually. Oh, well, this ain't baseball, all right? <laughs> Speaking of standings, look who's atop the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills, 7-2. and two. Look. That game was a surprise to me. I understand West Coast team going to the East Coast, playing in, in the noontime slot is usually a bad news, bad news uh, for, the, for the West Coast team. But the Seahawks were coming off a bye week, and I thought, okay, the Bills are going to get a little bit of a beat down here. Um, but nope, that's not what happened. The Bills took care of business. Yeah, man. I mean, they hung up 44 on them. That's the most that the Seahawks have given up under Pete Carroll. Right after he got that fat contract, too, right? That's right. That was the – that was uh, by the way, if you follow me on Twitter, at Brooklyn Gaucho one that's a new betting trend right there. Team, the team that uh, gives the, the head coach in the NFL a contract extension right before the game on Sunday – Loses. It's all it's all in one. <laughs> hey, how long was that contract extension for? Like, how far does it take them? Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I just read I just read the headline. I don't because know. Pete Carroll is sixty nine years old. Like, how <laughs> long is he going to be manning the sidelines? I mean, look, we just elected a president who's seventy eight. For fuck's sake! Wait, hold on. How how old is Pete Carroll? 69. Okay, it's through his 74th birthday. Oh, my God. I mean, Bill Belichick is probably older than that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how old Bill He's got to be up there. Yeah, no, I mean, he like, is. But again, again, like. And yeah, but not- these guys don't do anything. They just sit on the freaking sideline or, or stand on the sideline. Uh, it's a tough job, man. Yeah, Belichick's 68. Is that me or is that you? What? There we go. I mean, but he he doesn't have to. He just stands on the sidelines and calls plays. He doesn't have to get out there and do anything. Yeah, but it's a tough job. I mean, it's a a seven-day-a-week job. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. know, For a guy who's 69 years old, look, we just gave the toughest job on the planet to a guy who's 78. See now that guy doesn't do a lot because because he's got people to do a lot of work for him. Yeah, but again, it's stressful. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, all the white hair on your, you know, you might be stressed too with all the, you know, the white fuzzy hair on your on your face. Yeah, that tells you I've had some tough jobs in my life. (laughs) But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that. Hey, I'm not surprised that the Bills won or that the Bills hung 44 on them because the Seahawks' defense ain't that good. No, it's not. They've got so some that's, problems that's, back there. That's really where their issue is, is, is their defense. And, I, you know, I still think that they can contend for a Super Bowl or, you know, to play in one. But, I, I mean, I, I, is Russell Wilson going to have to bail them out? or try to bail them out every week, I I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it boils down to. He has to be – I mean, he has to play MVP caliber football every week uh, because his offense gets no break. They've got to put up 35, 40 points every week, or they could lose. Look, they almost lost – they they lost that game to Arizona, right? Right. And it was what thirty-seven, thirty-four, something crazy like that. So, they, I mean, two weeks in a row they put up thirty-four points and lose. 
yeah, it's not good. And now I think they play I think they play the Rams next week. Yeah. Well, and the Rams are, you know, the Rams are their own kind of problem. They so, uh, uh they had a bye this week, right? Which they the desperately Rams had a bye, yeah. Um, so that should be a heck of a matchup next week. Uh staying in the NFC West, you know, we've been bragging about how good the NFC West is and and all this, but they had a rough weekend. You had the Packers uh, taking care of the Niners on Thursday night. Uh, the Niners look, the Niners look like they're ready to call it done for 2020. I mean, the amount of injuries that team has—it's half their well, roster. They've got more guys on the injured list than they do on their on their roster. Yeah, I mean, they have way too many injuries, and it's you know only for so long that you know teams just can't. I mean, they've had injuries and plus COVID and all that since week one so and yeah. then on top of that with no training camp or short training camp no preseason it's just too much for the 49ers to to, to overcome I think it's actually point. incredible that they're four and five yeah yeah right. and I don't even I don't even see them playing spoiler you know like you can kind of tell that if a team can you know might spoil it for some teams down down the road but I mean it's just too many injuries I mean they're playing with their third string quarterback they're they're not yeah, it's rough it is really rough for them so, and, and then and, and to be clear it's not a Super Bowl hangover this is strictly injuries oh yeah. I think that have yeah you know it, it's injuries and I mean it it happens every you know not every team but there's always there's always one or two teams that seem to get bit by the injury bug worse than others, and this year just happens to be the 49ers. I can't think of another team in the NFL that has it worse than they do because I'm telling you, it's literally half – it is literally half of their roster. Half yeah. of their roster is on the injured list at this point, and that's too much to overcome. The Cardinals – the Cardinals had a chance to catch the, the, the Seahawks, and technically they would actually be in front, right, because they would hold the tiebreaker over the, uh, over the Seahawks. But then they face this Miami team at home, and Tua looks – and I can't say his last name. It takes too much effort for me. But Tua looks like – he looks like he could be the real deal. I mean, he looked good yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think him and Kyler Murray look, look pretty good. Uh, that was a fun game. Yeah, I mean, look, I think they – once Brady and Breeze retire and Phillip Rivers retires, I think the NFL is in good hands with Herbert and Tua and uh, Murray, you know, Murray, uh, maybe even Joe Burrow. So, yeah, I mean, though the Dolphins are a team you got to watch out for because they're kind of – they're playing sneaky good. <laughs> like their defense is – I know they gave up a lot of points yesterday, but their defense is legit. I mean, you, we saw what – that defense did to uh, the Rams a couple weeks ago, but you know that's a team right there that can that could sneak in and and you know make some noise maybe or maybe steal a game in the in the playoffs if they happen to get in. I don't know. Look, they're five and three right now, which I think still puts them on the outside looking in in terms of the playoffs. Because uh, you'd have the Bills, Steelers. Titans, Chiefs, and then the Ravens at six and two. So that's that's five teams. So they they're right now tied for that those last two spots with the Browns at five and three, the Colts at five and three, and the Raiders at five and three. So you know there's a there's a bit of a log jam there for those last two spots. But five and three, you do it twice. That's a ten and six season. That could very well be enough to get you in the playoffs. And real quick, I'm going to go backwards real quick because we are going to give this man his props. Josh Allen is a real NFL quarterback, okay? The guy is making shit happen. So he is – he's playing really good. And, you know, you know, we thought the addition of Diggs, I'm sure that's helped a little bit. But, you know, he's not only throwing him the ball. I mean, he's he's – He's using all his, all of his wide receivers, and he's not turning the ball over a lot. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he had 415 yards yesterday with three touchdowns, 31 of 38. They threw the ball a lot against the Seahawks. And, again, yeah. not yeah. the best defense, but, 
you still got to sling it 38 times and, and make 31 connections for 415 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good day at the office. Josh Allen looked, looked really good yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So I know there was a lot of sayers out there that he wasn't uh, made for the NFL, but yeah. I kind of like that. And the important thing for him has been the lack of uh, turnovers. I mean, he has not turned the ball over much. He's got 19 TDs, only five interceptions. You know, if you're throwing the ball at a 4-1 ratio, that's pretty good. I mean, and we're not talking about one or two games. We're talking about half the season now. So, right. you know, he, he certainly looks um, looks every bit the part of a premier quarterback at this point. The, uh, the other team to talk about from the AFC East are the Patriots and the Jets. Any interest in the game tonight? Oh, I'm definitely watching. I don't care. I'm watching. But, I mean, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the weather. <laughs> the Jets on prime time will be ugly. It's actually supposed to be nice at uh, MetLife Stadium tonight in the 60s. Yeah. This is uh, the Jets' second prime time game this season. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? Whose idea was that? Do they do they finally get a win? They're zero and eight. Do they get a win tonight? Mm, I don't know. I mean, the Patriots aren't a good fucking team, bro. No, they're not. They're not. They've got their own issues, but the Jets are horrible. Hey, if you're the Jets, do you give up on Sam Darnold and and draft Trevor Lawrence with the first pick, or Justin Fields? Well, the Jets – well, no. Well, the first thing I do if I'm the Jets, I give up on Adam Gase and I clean house. That's what I really do. Yeah. Um, but and, – and, 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 yes, I – no, I, I don't because if you bring in Trevor Lawrence, you still have to fix – you still have to get a running game. You got to get wide receivers. You got to get an offensive line. Like, that team – if they start now, maybe in five years, they can they can, you know, start winning and competing. That's they they are no different than the fucking Texans. It's a rebuild, so you can bring in fucking Joe Montana, but if you don't have a run game and you don't have wide receivers and an offensive line, you're not going to win games. Yeah, and I think. Um... With with Darnold, it's hard to tell if he's a good quarterback or not at this point. Yeah, you can't tell. You can't. Impossible. Now, if they have the first pick, you know, there's going to be quite a few teams that are going to want to bite at the Trevor Lawrence apple. They may be able to swap out of that first spot, drop down just a few spots, and, you know, get a good haul for it. Because who are the other teams that are going to be in for that number one pick? The Giants, the Redskins, uh, the Lions. Um, Jaguars, the Jaguars, the Texans, Washington, the Texans Panthers, maybe well, on it. Huh? Cowboys, Cowboys could be in on it. Basically, all of I the can, NFC East. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I can see the Cowboys. I can see the Cowboys doing a haul. You know, Jerry. Jerry loves to make a splash. I wouldn't be surprised if if he had a chance to. To trade up for for Trevor Lawrence, he'd do it. Well, the question becomes, what what do you do about Dak Prescott, right? Like, what what would be the plan with him? And it's hard to make any decisions with him because he's you don't know how he's going to look. Look, if a team is going to, I, I, the Cowboys are another team that they need some work on that roster. And do you really want to? tie up 30% or whatever it is of your of your salary cap to, to one player when I mean when you have other holes not to mention you're, you're paying Zeke you're paying Cooper I mean I don't know man and really they can't do anything until they get rid of McCarthy I think they I, I thought McCarthy was the fucking answer I did but I can't believe how bad he's been with the Cowboys I mean he's just been yeah terrible. he's been yeah he's been pretty bad and I don't, I don't understand what happened, but he's already lost that locker room. There was so yesterday they were saying Elliott wasn't going to play. They didn't disclose the injury; just said he wasn't going to play. Then he did play, 
it's obvious that the inmates are running the asylum. They have no idea what they're doing. I think he's lost the locker room. And it's hard to come back from that. When you lose the locker room that quickly, you did something wrong and it's just not going to work. It's better to say it now. I hate to say it, but as long as Jerry Jones and his son are around, that franchise is not going to win. It's not going to win a championship. And it's really a shame because that franchise is, you know, I mean, they were for, they were like the class of the 70s, right? The 80s, the 90s, maybe right. not the 80s, but the 90s most certainly, you know? Yeah. And it feels like Jerry Jones has held that franchise back. And, you know, they had Bill Parcells, they had Jimmy Johnson, and, you know, obviously there was a, a power struggle there, right? Yep. And, and, and look at the head coaches that he's gotten after that. You know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of yes sirs and average, average head coaches. You know, mm-hmm. Jason Garrett is a perfect example of average. And that's as good as the Cowboys are going to be. And I, I really think Jerry Jones, unfortunately, is holding that whole franchise back, man. It's, and it's you know, I, I don't get it. It's crazy. Hey, uh, let's, let's move on. Um, I, no. know we're, I know we're going to argue here. Now, are the Steelers still pretenders? Because they're 8-0. We're halfway through the season. They are 8-0. They have the best record in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me they're not a contender? Correct. (laughs) Could you repeat your answer, sir? What is correct? A little nod to Alex Trebek. I like that. That's right. R.I.P. Alex Trebek. Um, look, they won ugly yesterday for sure, but they're eight yeah. and zero. They're gonna. Yeah, that's nice. Look, if the season ended today, the path to the Super Bowl goes through Steel Town. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. They'd be the one it's seed. No gimme, it's no gimme that they would win every game. I said if the season ended today. I mean, I'm more impressed with a team like the Buffalo Bills. I'm more impressed with a team like the Titans. I'm impressed with teams like the Saints who handed out a smackdown. I'm, I'm impressed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm impressed with the Green Bay Packers who don't have anybody. I'm impressed with the Seahawks. Uh, I'm not impressed with the, I'm not impressed with the Steelers, man. And you know what? And neither is Dad. So if he's not impressed, I am most certainly not impressed. Dad's never impressed with the Steelers. The Steelers win the yeah, Super Bowl, and he's not impressed. Yeah, I know. You know, he's still but, no, man. I mean, he, he's still in love with the Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan days. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, he was, I, they beat the Cowboys. They won a game they're supposed to win. Their record is nice. It's beautiful. It's undefeated. But you know, talk to me. In the playoffs, that's that's what I want to see. The playoffs. They're a contender. They're just as much a contender as anybody else because you know what? At the end of the day, on any given Sunday, they can beat any of those teams, especially if any of those teams that you mentioned in the AFC have to go to Pittsburgh. The Bills, I have, I have very little faith in the Bills that the Bills could go to Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. I have I have some faith in the Titans that they could, but I would still make the Steelers favored. And quite frankly, even the Chiefs, I would wonder if they could beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Steelers' defense is good. Their offense is good. And look, they're, they're, they're good everywhere. They have not been impressive. They were not impressive yesterday. They were very impressive two weeks ago when they beat the Ravens. So I think the Steelers are – a contender, just like those other division leaders. I feel like all of those division leaders and the Baltimore Ravens, to me, are all contenders. I wouldn't be completely shocked to see any of them go. Now, if you tell me that the Raiders, right, at 5-3, and three, barely going to make the playoffs as it stands right now, yeah, they're not. to me, they're not a contender. I would be shocked if they made the playoffs, right? They are a dark horse. Huh? 
the Raiders are a dark horse. But they're I'm not making. Right the, but they're not making the Super Bowl. They're, to me, they're not a contender. They're going to no, make the playoffs. They're, they're gonna not making the playoffs. They're not making the Super Bowl. They're, gonna, they're not making the Super Bowl, but they're going to make the playoffs. That's a dark horse team right there. And if they have to play the Steelers, they could very well beat them. Heck, they yeah. could beat the Chiefs. Yeah, Alex, I could beat LeBron James in a game of one-on-one if I kicked him in the ding-ding first and scored, right? Well, you just said any given You just said any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, that's right. Okay. Let's face it. The odds that the the odds that the Raiders are gonna go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers, or go into Buffalo and beat the Bills, or go into Baltimore and beat the Ravens, it's not very good. You can't tell me that you have a whole lot of faith in the Raiders beating the Ravens in the playoffs, or beating the Steelers in the playoffs, or beating the Bills. I won't even talk about the Chiefs because I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. But if the Chiefs have to go to Pittsburgh, that's not an easy out. And so, at the end of the day, everybody has a chance. But everybody has a chance at the end of the day. But would you plunk down your hard-earned money and bet on the Raiders to beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh in December? No, you wouldn't. In 2001 and 2007, you can throw fucking odds out the fucking window because odds didn't matter then in the Super Bowls. So did what you, I'm saying but did you is, put what money I'm saying, on that game. What I'm saying is, it doesn't matter if I put money on it or not. What I'm saying is, the fucking dude, Denver went 13 and 0 one season, and they didn't make the Super Bowl. The, yeah, I'm sorry, but the, the team, the team that goes undefeated or the team that goes deep into the season with a great record, the fucking Vikings put up 500 points that one year. And they went fifteen and one, and they fell flat on their face. It happens. And Absolutely, it happens. Okay, Absolutely so then, happens. so I'm not sold. I'm not. I'm not sold on the Steelers, bro. I just so, gave so you facts. So, so you're sitting here. You're I didn't give you here. any given Sunday. I gave you facts. You're sitting here wanting to talk about the one in a million that doesn't make it, and you're gonna go ahead and call them not contenders. Because hey, anybody can lose. That's a fact. That's it's a fact happened all the time. more than once. What? Okay, then why is it that they're eight and zero? Why aren't the Chiefs nine and zero? Okay, you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you why they're eight and zero? I can tell you right now. Yeah, because they for this? win every week. They play the Giants. They play the Broncos. They play the Texans. They play the Eagles. They play the Browns. The Titans and Ravens. Very good wins back to back on the road. I'll give them that. And they play the Cowboys. I mean, that that right there is why they're eight and Why why isn't Kansas City undefeated? They haven't played any, they haven't played anything that much more difficult. Uh, they lost to the Raiders, who I'm calling a dark horse. I'm just saying. We'll see. The Raiders may not even make the playoffs. So dark horse that. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Raiders are five and three. Right. And they're tied with three other teams for two spots. They could be. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Chris Weber, time out. Dolphins, Browns, or Raiders, out of those three teams, who do you have more faith in? And Colts. Okay, and Colts. So if I had to rank those four teams, I would rank the Colts. The Raiders, the Dolphins, and the Browns. If I had to rank them, but I don't know. I don't I know how they stand right now. Right? It's possible based on the tiebreakers or whatever that that they don't that the Raiders are not in. No, they're not. I, I think I think the, the the Dolphins have the tiebreaker over the Browns and the Raiders. I think right now, right now the Browns would be out. Right. The Browns and the Colts would be out. So the, the Raiders, Raiders would make six. The Dolphins would be the seven. Yeah, man. Listen, out of those four teams, and I loved the Colts before the season. I'm taking the Raiders right now, man. I'm taking the fucking Raiders. I would take the I would take the Colts over the Raiders. Colts are pretty banged up. They are, and they they and they had some bad losses. But they're pretty damn good too. They're running the ball really well. I've never seen uh, Philip Rivers lead any team anywhere, so I'm just saying. All he's got to do is lead him to the playoffs in, in this scenario that we're talking about. I'm not saying <laughs> – see, this is where this is the difference. I'm not saying that the Colts are a contender. No. Could they, could they win a game? 
could they could they even make it? Of course they could. Anyone could. You never know what's going to happen. But right now, that does not have the look of a team that I'd be afraid to play in December. Right? I'd be afraid to have to go to Buffalo. Right? Like if it if it shakes out that the Steelers lose two games and they both end up 14 and 2 and the Steelers have to go to Buffalo, that's a tough that's a tough game. Right? If the AFC Conference Championship game comes down to a Buffalo-Pittsburgh game in Buffalo, man, that's tough. But, I, but you could say the same thing about games in Pittsburgh, games in, Indianapolis, in, uh, in Tennessee, and then games in Kansas City. Those four division heads, to me, they're all contenders because if you have to go there to win a football game, it's not going to be easy. It, it's, and and it's, it's going to be, even for the Chiefs, I think pound for pound, Position by position on a neutral field, I think the Chiefs are the best team in football. But if the Chiefs have to go to Pittsburgh to win the AFC championship, I think the Steelers would win that game. If the Chiefs have to go to Buffalo, I think Buffalo could very well win that game. It's it's tough. This for this season, and I don't know if things will change for the playoffs. That they might. I, I I don't know, right? I mean, with vaccines coming out and all this other bullshit, I, I don't know. It may change come January, but I'm not. As of now, I'm not putting a lot of a lot of weight on the home field stuff because the fans. It's you know, it's not a lot of fans. Yeah, like, it it's not a packed been, stadium. Although they, they have home the home artificial. Home although they have the artificial noise, but it's not, it's not the same. So I, I'm not putting that much weight on the home field advantage stuff. No, but, uh, but, with, but with all four of those teams, there is a different kind of home field advantage, and that's the weather. They're used to the way the wind swirls around in that stadium. It's, you know, it's a little more comfortable for them. They don't have to travel you know, with delays and all this other stuff that goes on. So that advantage is still there, but you're right. I think home field advantage is not – you know the the old the old Vegas thing was, yeah. The old Vegas thing was that uh, home field advantage was worth three points. It's probably more like two and a half now, two, right? It's, yeah. it's not the yeah. same. It's not the same advantage that it used to be. Uh, it's funny. You look at the first five teams: Steelers, Chiefs, Bills, Titans, Ravens. No dome teams. They're all they're all cold weather, open field, right? Well, if you look at it. Everybody that would make the playoffs as of today are open-air stadiums. Buffalo, Miami, yeah. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Kansas City, and the Raiders. Oh, no, Indianapolis is a, is a dome team. Right, right. But still, wow. That's kind of weird, huh? But, yeah, and we keep, so. we, keep, we keep sleeping on the Browns. You think they have a chance? Nah. Nah, because Odell's done for the season, and Baker is Baker. He's just – he's a below-average quarterback, and they're still the fucking Browns. I, You know, it's funny. I feel the same way. I just don't – I just don't trust – No. I just don't – I don't trust Baker Mayfield to be a playoff quarterback. Right. At this point. At yeah, this no, point, he looks – at this point, he looks to me like an 8-8 eight and eight quarterback, right? He has – he has games where he's really good. He has games where he's really bad. He has series where he makes some unbelievable throws, and then he has series where he makes just some boneheaded throws and ends up throwing in an interception or something. So he's very inconsistent to me right now. I find him very difficult to kind of put my fingers on, put my finger on him at all. Um, since we're just talking conferences and not really talking about games, it's kind of weird. There's not much to talk about, although the Saints put a – beaten on the Buccaneers last night. I was all excited to watch that game. And about halfway through the second quarter, I was like, this sucks. Well, what I heard was that Tom Brady is actually preparing for tonight's game. He thought he was playing tonight against the Jets. He was so used to, you know, the AFC East. But that, I, I did not see that shit coming at all. I mean, I didn't see it coming at all. I, they... I don't know what the fuck that was, but the Saints. I thought the Saints were going to win that game. Just I just had a just kind of a crazy hunch. Not really anything that, you know, it, just one of those things. I just thought the Saints would win. Look, they're both good teams. The fact that the Saints won wasn't shocking, right? 
but the way they won the way. was right? right. So yeah, I didn't. I I would if if I was betting, I would have bet on the Saints, but I wouldn't have given away thirty two points. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell I'll tell you I what. Wouldn't the Saints the Saints already... at, I wouldn't have taken the Saints at minus thirty four. <laughs> yeah, nah, no way. The, so if they end up playing for the third time in the playoffs, let's say the NFC Championship game, you're taking the Saints? It's really hard to beat a team three times. It is. I know. I, you know, I, I, almost, I almost wouldn't for that very reason. And they would yeah. have to play at the crockpot. Yeah. And, and the fact that the quarterback on the other side is Tom Brady, right? Like if it was – if the roles were reversed – and I and I think the world of Drew Brees, but if the roles were reversed, I wouldn't be as scared of picking against Drew Brees because I don't think of Drew Brees as the kind of quarterback that would have this massive chip on his shoulder and be like, uh-uh, no way you beat me three times in one year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, know I think I will lean bucks. About, but... Yeah, it's, that's tough, man. But... um. If you look at the standings in the NFC, we won't talk about the East. One of those four teams will get one of those four teams will get a shot in the playoffs, and they will get a home game. Um, so let's just think about the other six spots. Hey, man, don't discredit the NFC East, bro, because I can't wait until one of the teams, one of those four teams, I can't wait for the, one of them to make the playoffs get a home game, and the whole world will be mad at it. Like, I don't care who it is at this point. I just think, want to see it happen. Think about six it. Wins. They would play They would play the best wild card team. So right now, the best wild card team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can you imagine a 6-9-1 Eagles team at home against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? No, but I could imagine the Giants who just who fucking had them beat, play them and beat them. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm all for it, man. I can't wait. I'm super excited about the Giants because we have a chance. And I don't care how many fucking wins it takes. I mean you're only two, you're only you're only um well, let's see, two and seven. Game and a half. One, three, two. You're two and a half games out right now. And then we play the Eagles this coming up. We we, we can make up a game there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you guys, if you, if the Giants beat the Eagles, I mean, you're right there. Well, yeah, I know. I don't care if we go in there with five wins. I don't care. At three and seven, it's going to be hilarious if, if, if a team in that division goes five and 11 and wins the, and wins the division. The world's going to be so mad. And, and I don't care. You know why? Because if their teams, you know, got in the same way, yeah. they'd be happy about it. They're going to the playoffs. They have a chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, if if a team uh, makes the playoffs at 5-11, and 11, will Trump demand a recount? Uh, <laughs> possibly. Possibly. They got to count the wins again. You know, there's um, – they've got nine wins in that entire division. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad division. But look, look, I'll say this, man. I, I, I haven't watched I, – I've watched all the – I watch all the Giants games. They, they, they play in close games, man. Like, they've had games that they've been winning that they should have won, and I know could have, would have, should have. But, you know, they had games against the Cowboys that they were winning. They had the game against the Bucks that they were – I mean, that's a, a game against the fucking Eagles. That's a three-game swing right there, man. Like – it's a team that's playing better. You're so saying, you're saying they could very easily be five and four right now and just running away yeah. with the East. Possibly. I mean, look, man, I don't care. Yeah, you can laugh at me all you fucking want, but guess what? I watch all their games and they play better. They are playing better. So having said that, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's it. Look, they could still, they could still, they can go on a seven-game run here and end up nine and seven. Nah, they won't go on no fucking seven-game win streak. But what I'm saying is, they're playing better. And right now, even if it's just this much better, 
it's better than the other three teams in that division. So well, I don't look. care how we get in. If we crawl, stumble, fall down 10 flights of stairs to get in, we get in. <laughs> I, I will say this. You can kiss the Cowboys goodbye, right? They're, they're on a third-string quarterback. Their running back doesn't want to play. McCarthy's lost the locker room. The defense is horrible. Dallas is done, right? Washington is down to their third-string quarterback, which is an amazing story in Alex Smith. But let's face it, Alex yeah. Smith just went through a career-threatening injury, life-threatening injury. So I don't expect much from him. And quite frankly, the rest of that football team is just not very good. So really, the only competition they have is an Eagles team that is banged up and not very good either. Carson Wentz has his moments where he's a decent quarterback, has his moments where he's a terrible quarterback. It's impossible to figure out what that man is doing. Um, and, and they have no receivers. He has no help. So it's tough. And, you know, the Giants at least are healthy. They don't have Saquon Barkley, but they're finding a way to run the ball and, and score some points, right? But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. The rest of the NFC – You've got the Packers at six and two, the Saints at six and two, and the Seahawks at six and two, all leading their divisions. Close on their tail, the Bears at five and four, Bucks at six and three, and the Cardinals and Rams both at five and three. Which one of those teams does not? I mean, you're, you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams for six spots, all within a game of each other. Who gets left? Who's going to be the number one overall seed, and who gets left out? Oh, the number one overall seed. Shit. Uh, I'm going to say the Saints. I think they have – this. Uh, the Seahawks' defense is kind of – it's worrisome, I think. I think it is. And then the Packers, they got, they're losing players to fucking COVID. They got injuries too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're short on wide receivers. I mean, they got Devontae Adams, who's great, Aaron Jones and all that, but I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't think – I don't I mean, think they can really take that one spot. Especially because they do have the, the head-to-head advantage with Tampa, right? So it's possible that they could end up tied at 12-4, and four, but the tiebreaker would be head-to-head. New Orleans has that. So they've got – to me, they've got – not just a half game lead in actual standings, but they've got a bit of a half game advantage even going forward. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I think New Orleans will be the one seed. And I think I'm torn between the Bears and the Rams as being left out. Wait. The top seven make it, right? Right. So it's Oh, that's an easy one. It's that's an easy one. What? You you cannot trust the Bears. There's no way. But can you trust the Rams? A little bit more than the Bears, yes. They don't I even know who's. I can't trust the either one of them. I can't trust either one of them at this point. Yeah, but the the Rams got a, The Rams have a more stabilized team, I think. The the Bears. I I they agree don't with you. I I agree with you. But you know what's funny about the Rams? Ever since that Super Bowl against the Patriots, the Rams have been kind of uh, kind of like a, a car with bad gas in it, right? It's got a good engine, but it's got some bad gas in it that makes it lurch forward, and sometimes it, it runs, and sometimes it kind of wants to stall out. There's something about that team that's not quite moving in the right direction. Well, it's moving in the right direction, but it's not smoothly. It's not picking up speed as the season goes on. And, right. and the Bears – for as bad as they've been, and they have been – they're the worst 5-4 and four team I've ever seen. They Somehow they find a way to win games sometimes. And it's well, hopefully, scary hopefully, to me. Hopefully they don't finish tied because, remember, the Rams have the tie break over the Rams, over yeah. the Bears. But, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who else we need to keep an eye on. A team that's getting healthy and the schedule is kind of turning in their favor a little bit now. The Minnesota Vikings. I know they're three and five, but they could go on a run here and end up, you know, at, at maybe ten and six, maybe nine and seven. Um, you know, they 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 could be a real problem, uh, certainly in the uh, in the NFC North, but they could be fighting for a playoff spot. 
I, like the Raiders, I agree with you. I think they are, I think they're a dark horse to, to possibly, you know, overtake those two teams and, and climb in there. If you look at their schedule, and Dalvin Cook is playing some fucking phenomenal football. Unbelievable I mean, he's football. Running through motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Look at look at the Vikings schedule. At Bears, Cowboys, Panthers, Jaguars, Buccaneers, Bears, Saints, Lions. I mean, you might see two or three losses there, you know? And, you know, the Bears are right in front of them, two games ahead of them. If they win the two head-to-head games with the Bears, they're tied and they've got the tiebreaker. So they really, they really look like they could move up. I mean, if you look at that schedule, right, you're looking at three, six, eight games left, right, at three and five. That's not, it's not impossible for them to go six and two. No. They could beat the Bears twice. Yeah. They, you know, they, they're going to beat the Cowboys, the Panthers, the Jaguars. The Buccaneers and Saints are tough, especially because both of them are on the road. But right. the rest of the way – you know, they're going to be playing a Lions team that, you know, is going to fire their head coach immediately after that game. So how much motivation is there going to be in that game, right? That they could, they could be looking at nine and seven by the end of the year. And, you know, with injuries to other teams and how things shake out, you never know. The, the, the Cardinals and the Rams may fall apart and, and they could sneak in. I, I think they'll fall short. I think they'll fall short because they still have they still have to climb uphill, right? Right. They don't have they don't have that you know safety blanket where they have a couple games on, right? So they got to climb uphill. And I don't know if we can trust Kirk Cousins. You know, he's still he'll he'll, he'll play well, but then he'll have some bonehead games. I don't know if he can I'm be going, trusted on. I'm going on record right now. The Vikings are going to make the playoffs. Whoa! I just I just talked myself into it. I don't think that's a bad pick. That you're yeah. trying, y'all, because you're trying to go opposite of me. No, no, no. I, I just, I just have a, especially after looking at their next eight games, I think yeah. they could go six and two. And I don't, and I don't trust the Rams, and I don't really trust Arizona either. So, I think Arizona. I think Arizona gets in. I think they. I, I think they can withstand. They're a pretty good football team, but when you get a rookie quarterback coming to your stadium and you can't beat that, you can't hold on to a lead against a rookie quarterback at home, hmm, that to me is a bit of a warning flag. Yeah, could be, could be. Plus, but, it, makes uh, my, mean, plus it makes my story about the Vikings making it more incredible. <laughs> I mean, more look, believable, I, I think, should say. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, the Vikings are very well – Look like a dark horse. So yeah. And any other dark horses? I don't think so, really. No, maybe, maybe the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe. Long shot, long shot, dark horse. Lo- Listen that's to what I tell you. I mean, that's more than a dark horse. That's a. Yo, that's Matt, no Ryan, Matt Ryan has some fucking great numbers this season. He's got some great numbers, man. Yeah, Let's the team is awful. <laughs> Offensively, they're they're okay, but defensively, they're terrible. Oh uh, yeah, no, they got to see. They play the Saints, Raiders, Saints, Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs. They got to play the Saints twice. They're a super duper triple long shot. Yeah, I know. They're not making it. They can't make that. No, no way. All right, man. What else you got? What do you think the odds are a running back wins MVP this year in football? Tiny. Tiny? Yeah, it's – look, you know how it is. We love us some quarterback. That's a shame because Alvin, Alvin Kamara – I mean, I agree with you, but Alvin Kamara is having a great season, and – He's been their wide receiver slash running back. Michael Thomas has missed a lot of time. They mentioned yeah. it last night in the game, and I'm like, you know what? I thought about it. I'm like, shit. He he, he does deserve some votes. He's I don't know got, if he'll get any, but he he's does got deserve. some video game numbers, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, they're not crazy, but I mean, still, I mean, of course, you know, he plays on a team that has Drew Brees, so they'll probably give it to him before anything. <laughs> 
exactly what we were complaining about, right? Yeah. So, but. Yeah, he didn't have great numbers. It's weird. Like, no one really had great numbers last night for the Saints, but it was a whole slew of people, right? Like, they didn't have anyone over 100 yards rushing or receiving. Damn. But yet, and Drew Brees, Drew Brees only threw for 222. Taysom Hill had 48 yards of, of passing. Jameis Winston see, had 12. I, I mean, think they he only threw, threw to, for 282 yards. I think he threw to like 10 different receivers in the first quarter alone. Some shit like that. Yeah, he threw to everybody. And some people on Twitter were saying that the Saints or Drew Brees was stat padding. And I'm like, that is completely wrong. They keep their get their foot on the gas. It doesn't matter who they're playing. That's what they do. Yeah, no. That's just the way it is. And the uh God, Brady had two hundred Brady only had two hundred and nine yards. The Bucks Brady. only ran the ball three times last night. Huh? The Bucks only ran the ball three times. Five. Five? There were probably kneel downs. For eight yards. Wow. Well, yeah. that's what happens when you get behind, you know, 30 to nothing. Yeah, but even so, even even getting behind, Brady only had 209 yards. Right? You would have thought he had 300. Because they were behind. I mean, they were 20 points down halfway through the second quarter. So they had, yeah. he had half a football game to make up 20 points plus. Yeah, that, that Saints defense was on that ass, though, man. <laughs> yeah, the pass rush was insane. So... Oh, well, that's the way it goes. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about NFL-related? I think we've covered uh, all of it. We've covered all the bases. Uh, the NBA talking about starting in December, end of December. The NBA players don't want to. I don't understand why. Like, I understand that it's a job, but, I mean, it's still a Game right, like you're they had two off seasons plus months off. I mean, they had two off seasons in one year. Yeah, what's the big deal? I don't understand. I don't understand. You know, and then they're talking about LeBron. Well, he may not. He may not come back. Fine, start the season without him. It doesn't matter cool now. LeBron is not. You know, this is not prime LeBron anymore. We can't like run everything around LeBron. I mean, he's still the most visible player, but there's enough talent now in the NBA, and he's a little bit older, that you got a lot of other guys that you like watching. You know what I mean? So if, if, we, if we start the season without LeBron and all we get is Steph Curry and Kevin Durant comes back and you still got the Greek freak and, you know, you still got uh, 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 Kawhi Leonard, I'm okay. cool with that. You know, like, yeah, like, I don't understand. It's just not – it's not like everybody's going to be like, oh, no, LeBron, no need to watch it. You know, like, maybe right. five, ten – maybe five, seven years ago, yeah, if LeBron wasn't going to play, it's like, well, he's the best player. We want to see him play every night, right? But right. now there's a lot of other guys now that would be like, yeah, you know, okay. I mean, I wish LeBron was here, but I'm going to go ahead and enjoy this Steph Curry game. Yeah, I, I can't wait, man. I hope they start up on, on Christmas or right around Christmas because, I mean, the slate of games is going to be good, and I'll be watching. Yeah, 72 games, uh, so they're going to compress the season a little bit, but they're still playing less than normal. You know, I think it's I think it's a good plan. I'm glad that they're they, they, looking to move forward. They should go bubble. They should go bubble again, I think. 72, bubble. Is, 72 games is too long to go bubble. Yeah, I have a couple breaks in between. Two-week break? Mid-season break? Two of them. That gives them an extra month off. No, the stop and start thing ain't cool either. Not that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, Um, that's true. I don't know. The the bubble – I mean, the bubble obviously works, right? But – those guys – I mean, that's a long time to, to be in a bubble. Yeah, that is. 72 games, that's a lot. Yeah. So, I don't know. They, they have to figure something out, though. 
I think most I'm guys sure figure it out. I think most guys want to play. So I don't I think it's just LeBron that doesn't want to. Well, if they're smart, they'll schedule, you know, geography, you know, geographical wise, you just got to schedule the back-to-backs or whatever, you know, yeah. closer to, you know, just just schedule it right and then they'll be fine, right? Less travel time, you can well, you know. make make the back to backs at home. That's, yeah, that too. That's the real. That's the real thing, right there, right? Right, right. It's always yeah. the hard part of the back to backs is, or you know, like a lot of teams from the east when they come down here and they do the Texas, the Texas three step, right, where they got to go Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, right, whatever order, right. That's what makes it tough. But if they if they do those back to backs at home, then it wouldn't be as bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see. What else you got? That's it, man. That's all I have. You going to wrap this puppy up or what? Yeah, let's do that. As always, folks, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us. Email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com. Positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of Alex, Alex, how do they do that? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter as well at Montana 21 hey one quick announcement i am running a real live marathon on december 13th i'm going up to college station texas for those of you who think college station sounds familiar it's the home of texas a&m university and i'm going to run the bryant college station marathon december 13th so i am immediately on a diet and training i've been running pretty good um, but I have not been eating pretty good, so now I got to eat pretty good, so I'm gonna be grouchy. So next week, yeah, I may, I may rip your head off. We may have to keep doing the virtual thing because. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I want to stay away from you. I'm gonna get grouchy, but the good thing is I'm gonna get rid of all this facial hair by Thanksgiving. What? You're not yeah, gonna I'm keep not it? Gonna, I can't. I can't. I can't eat as much turkey as I want with all this facial hair, and that'll be, you know, that'll be my cheat day. <laughs> Yeah, but you can hide food in there, you know what I mean? And That's true. <laughs> That's it. Some leftovers. Some leftovers. All right, man. All right, brother. Sounds good. Hey, everybody, chill out. Let them count. Let them recount. Cheer your guy on. Don't be disparaging to the other side. Don't talk shit about the other side. Just let's be one. Whether it ends up being Biden, I think it's going to be Biden, or even if it, even if it goes back and ends up being Trump, let's be one. Let's be one country. This is the greatest country on the planet. I said it before Election Day. I'll say it again after Election Day. I don't care who you voted for. I don't even care if you voted. I only care that we are one. We are all Americans. We all need to work together to make this the best place it is. And with that, As always, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.